on the breath I share I shall not mumble words round here Ideas subtle, caught off guard Tongue-tied, separate thought Besides y'all, don't need a hurdle Muddle the mind, we all wanted paradise sublime a Loving God would've fixed the sign That there big ass shove off kind Clearly read by the dumb blind Hold up, wait, no, never mind Imagine that hellishly long ass line Clarity, huh, frames the mind Insidious, given us we build these lives Mixed with that grayish all white lie We taste the truth, bonafide The way we is when we don't hide Here I is at a frame divine Is the way we is Love me, leave, connect to fade Come a slip off some other way As I am, I am legit Love me, leave me, just commit I'm clocked on that midnight type of shit Insidious mind, get a grip Clarity, huh, I need it Clarity, I need it Welcome to the Truth to Power Podcast I am Curious G how does one speak truth to power? We do it in our art, through our music, and in the poetry of our language or by the comedy that we find in the darkness of days. This art on this show may offend, for we are imperfectly human and uncensored. We hope that the themes will enlighten the mind as well as entertain. For on the Truth to Power podcast, we wish to build enthusiasm for being connected. Hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Papa Brown. Here with my mans. Curious G. And welcome to the Truth of Power podcast. Truth to power, my man. <laughs> but it is the truth that gives us power. <laughs> he doesn't even know what goddamn podcast is, motherfuckers. How many podcasts are you seeing behind my back? Girl, I have one sip of coffee. You're gonna have to give me a half of a break. <laughs> well, he yeah. just he just revealed some some deep, meaningful shit. What did you just tell me right before we turn on the mics? I said we got to talk about this shit. So, my man, I uh, I said you can tell a lot about somebody mm. based on what their three favorite Halloween costumes was as a kid. Message. What was yours? Was the thing my thing? Yeah. Shit, man. Um, I wanted to either be a ninja, a werewolf, a vampire, or I'm not playing. See, when, when you said werewolf and vampire, uh -huh. I said, you know, I said to myself, this is going to fit into this topic wholeheartedly, right? So this song is insidious. And, and this song, in a, in a strange way, it encapsulates everything on this two album set. Okay. okay, so I do project concept albums. And um, the concept on this came from William Blake and something he wrote about. Now, that motherfucker was on a lot of opium. So you're going to have to excuse <laughs> if you ever sit down and read his shit. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> like he had a he had a character, U-R-I-Z-E-N, your reason. Mm. It was your reasoning capabilities. Like he had, yeah, some, yeah, he had some like strange, weird, wiry ass, fucking out of out of yeah, left field thoughts. Yeah, if yeah. You put a little thought into it. It's like, okay, I see you. Like that motherfucker was real smart, but he was a little bit flavor flave. Flav. <laughs> 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 you know, who who might have been real smart? I don't know. Yeah, but he was a little bit flavor flave. 
Um, so William Blake, he wrote this thing called The Marriage of Heaven and Hell. And that's kind of the albums that we're on right now is mm-hmm. The Marriage of Heaven and Hell. And and um, right now we're in the middle of the first five track album that, that deals with heaven. Sounds coming through the mask, but we're halfway through that first first album, this third song on five five tracks. Mm-hmm. And Insidious is is kind of like a snapshot of the idea of the marriage of heaven and hell. Yeah. Right? So the marriage of heaven and hell for William Blake, he kind of talked about hell as being the body. It's where our desires are. Think about things like lust. Yeah. And greed. Yep. And the fear that comes with scarcity and all that stuff. It drives us sometimes into hell. And and the marriage of heaven and hell was also the spirit in his mind, right? The ideals, love, kindness, patience, yeah. all these things. That's the heaven for him. And and the marriage of heaven and hell was the human experience. It was kind of the, the coming together of spirit and body or mind and body if you're not that spiritual. So when you said vampire. Yeah. You know, vampire was uh, a long time ago a a spiritual dilemma. Did you know that? Yeah, I'm pretty familiar. Okay, where's the where's the word vampire come from? You know what's up with that? No, teach me. Vampire was a German word, meant vapor, mm-hmm. right? But the vampire idea went way back. It was in mythology. Um, Lilith was the first wife of Adam, and and that that bitch there. She was trouble. You think Eve was fucked up? Yeah. Lilith. Yeah. Lilith, it was, well, I wouldn't say she was fucked up. She was fucked up to God. Yeah. And Adam, because uh-huh. <laughs> she wanted to have sex on top. But according to man and God, they wanted the woman to be submissive to man. Mm-hmm. And you can't get on top in sex. Yeah. And I guess they were breaking it off before they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, according to these myths, right? But um, when when this happened... God and man kicked that bitch right out of the garden. Mm-hmm. They said, you got to go. Now, when that happened, she had never eaten of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Therefore, she never owed a debt of death. And she left with her immortality intact. Mm-hmm. This is why in, in myths, it's not in the Bible, but they talk about how the uh, rib of Adam was taken to create the woman, mm-hmm. right? Um well, that was so that she came from outside of man's body and would always be submissive to man. Yeah. Right? This is one reason why the, the religions have pushed women being submissive. But the, the myth goes about Lilith. She became the first succubus. She went to lay with like the fallen angels and the demons and yeah, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Right? That bitch there, that dirty bitch. Right? <laughs> so she went to go fuck. She went to go fuck. This is actually a, a, a painting of her. Okay, right? yeah, there it is. Right? So, um, yeah, so I, I actually like the whole image of, of Lilith only because, you know, um, it kind of represents to me a femininity that is not going to be imprisoned and owned. Yeah. Right? And her sexual power, right, is not going to be owned. So when she left, it was, it was told that she came like a succubus at night and would feed on the blood of men, the semen of men, mm-hmm. and feed on the blood of babies. I don't know why babies. It was a little far. But I think they were just having wet dreams. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that's what it was. It was a story, right? But this was the first 
mythological story of what a vampire became. Yeah. So the, the word vampire didn't show up until the Germans used the word vapor because it, it, it kind of came as, as a, a spirit. Yeah. Right. But, but what I like about like Bram Stoker's Dracula is the idea that, that he turned his back on God. Right. And when he turned his back on God, um, he basically died spiritually mm-hmm. in a way he was he was physically alive yeah right but he fed on blood in order to sustain his life he fed on the life that was around him mm-hmm. but had no life within yeah right and to me this is very um this is very narcissistic yeah very much so and he couldn't see his own reflection he or she couldn't see their reflection so they couldn't see themselves as they are Right? Okay. And in a lot of ways, this song Insidious is a lot like that. No, right? I, see, I see the connection there. Okay. So yeah. this is this is where I, I went with this song is this insidious mind that I have, right? Sometimes I can't see my reflection in the mirror. Mm-hmm. In John's right? world, these behaviors are accepted, encouraged. As such, his illness may have gone untreated far longer than is typical. What do you mean? How long? Possibly since graduate school. At least that's when his uh, hallucinations seem to have begun. What are you talking about? What hallucinations? One, so far that I'm aware of. An imaginary roommate named Charles Herman. (laughs) Charles isn't imaginary. He and John have been best friends since Princeton. Have you ever met Charles? Has he ever come to dinner? He's always in town for so little time lecturing. Was he at your wedding? He had to teach. Have you ever seen a picture of him? Uh, talked to him on the telephone? This is ridiculous. I phoned Princeton. According to their housing records, John lived alone. So that can, that can have a tendency to bring me into hell. But why is this song in the heaven portion of the album? Huh. Hmm. Huh. That's huh. a thought there. Well, when you're aware that you can't trust your thinking, that can deliver much of heaven. Yeah. Right. So let me let me start off the way and and these are natural conversations. We didn't mention vampires or werewolves, yeah, nah, we right? Just, until nah, we just, we 20 just running se- running with it, man. Yeah. So so I just pulled all that shit right out of my fucking ass. Um, but let's go let's go to some notes and and dial it back into where I was gonna start. Yep. Here we go. Um, I like to start with a quote. This is by Carl Jung. The shoe that fits one person will pinch another person. There is no universal recipe for living. Now, with that in mind, our conscious mind kind of guides us through this life in a lot of ways, right? And the way I live might not be how you live. But here's my question. To find how to live for ourselves, should we look within ourselves or should we search outside of the self? I feel like anytime I got caught up looking outside of who I was is when that, uh, that shoe, that boot, that sneaker, whatever you want to call it, started to feel that pinch a little bit. doesn't really feel like you're, I'm, I was walking in the path that was chosen for me. Mm. Um, however it is when, um, you know, you just, like I said, you just step outside of that, you step outside of self and it feels like you're wearing two left, two left shoes, man. You know, last week we kind of talked about how we create our own reality yeah. by the way we perceive the world. Um, 
You know, and I think that when we're looking outside of ourself, kind of like what you just said a little bit, um, when we looked outside of ourselves to define who we are um, or what we believe, we're letting somebody else do our thinking for us. Mm-hmm. And I think about religion, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and you'll, uh, okay, here's another thing. You want to be a werewolf, right? So I, I love those old kind of films, right? Yeah. Because a lot of those old films, they're metaphors for something spiritual, right? And the werewolf was kind of similar to this song too. It's the beast that lives in the heart of man, yeah. right? And in these stories about the werewolves, um, you know, it, it came out during a time that people, especially during the age of enlightenment, these stories came out, right? Uh, at a time that they wanted to deny our, our drives, yeah. the hell of, mm-hmm. of, the, of our desires, right? They wanted to deny that shit. And um, they thought that the the beast that lived in the heart of man needed to be tamed. Now, I'm not saying that motherfucker just run wild and, yeah, and yeah, kill yeah. a bunch of motherfuckers. Yeah, no. But, you know, th- there's, there's something for me about this insidious mind mm-hmm. that I've got to be connected to my desires, be aware of them. Yeah. I've got to be connected to my ideals and my beliefs. But the other thing is thinking for ourselves. And it's kind of what you just said. We got to be able to think for ourselves. So I'm going to ask that question again. Should we look within ourselves to decide how to live or outside of ourselves or combination of both? I start by looking inwards. And then sometimes you got to get that almost out of body view of yourself. What's that look like too? Um, We're kind of talking about having that beast within you too. I think that's just necessary for, for all man, really. Mm. You know, it doesn't have to come out. I'm a gentleman first, but when I need to be, that's, that's, we're going to go there. That's going to come out. It has to, um, you know, it's all situational things, but I'd rather have that beast tamed inside of me than not at all. When we're fucking. (laughs) (laughs) That beast. Now Shakespeare, Shakespeare said that's the beast with two backs. Uh Uh-huh. Right now, in the song, I don't know if you remember in the lyrics. Towards the end of the song, it gets a little sexual. I don't know if you picked up yeah, on I that, that. Right, and and that's kind of the idea of this song too. Is that that beastly desire that we have? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't necessarily always be denied. Yeah. Right. That is part of us. And in this song, the reason why this is in the in the heaven section of the album, because I don't really think that there's any evil parts of us. Right. We do have some some natural desires and and it's good to to feed those desires to a certain degree like if you are in love with somebody oh yeah you're gonna get that beast baby yeah you might get that hair pulling i'm gonna lay you down gently watch this shit (laughs) dude it ain't always like okay sweetheart lay down (laughs) i'm i'm gonna put it in now (laughs) you know and and for me i get a lot a lot of sexual imagery in in my music right um so at the end of this song, right, I, I say, uh, elevate us through poetry, clear my mind, let me not sleep enslaved, blind, body keeps souls beneath, the devil's touch that's bound to needs. Then it gets real sexual because I'm talking about eating pussy a little bit. Mm-hmm. I want to punch that God spot frame set tight, right? <laughs> Until darkness Ooh. splits us from night. Soft tease with a subtle bite. That's the way our pleasures fight. Come on. 
See, I'm going to talk about heaven when I'm talking about fucking. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what I'm you get on the Truth Power podcast, yeah. that insidious mind. Yeah. Right? But that's what this is. This is the insidious mind. It's, and, and that's why I think that this is in the heaven section, is I have to be able to see my reflection. Absolutely. In the mirror. Absolutely. I don't you know. I'm, <laughs> you know, mama, they ain't raised no fool. I don't really kiss and tell like that, but. But you've had those hair for moments. But if I if I bust your ass and as soon as that 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 movement gets finished with, that's that's heaven. That's bliss right there. That look, yeah. that, that subtle little kiss at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna break down the uh definition of insidious. Proceeding in a gradual, subtle way, but with harmful effects developing so gradually as to be well-established before it becomes apparent. Yeah, you know what's going on. You know what's going down. Well, sometimes we kind of don't, right? We, we can get dick-tricked, <laughs> right? I, I effectually call mine the bully because he's been bullying me since I was a little kid. <laughs> you know, he's bullied me into some situations. <laughs> You're a fool for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's the bully, dude. Yeah. You got a bully. And I think I think women got the bullies, you know, might be little bullets walking around, but um, you know, that insidious mind. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it puts us in a place. And I've had the bully fuck up relationships. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yep. That insidious mind. Yeah. Well, we talked about it last week now. We ain't we ain't fucking with bullies no more. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a corpus collapsum? I am not familiar, no, I am not. All right, so I've talked about this on the podcast before. It's been a little while. I think it's an important thing to discuss. Mm -hmm. You've heard that alcohol lowers inhibitions. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what that kind of means is is there's something in our brain that lies to us all the time. That's the corpus callosum. The role, the main role of the corpus callosum is to serve as a conduit, allowing information to transmit from one side of the brain to the other. Right, right to left, right? The frontal lobes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's this thing that, that joins those two sides of the brain. And it's hypothesized that it plays a major role in our movement and control and our cognitive functions, such as memory and learning and vision, right? But here's the problem, right? Here's the problem with the corpus callosum. Um, they found this out. They, they did these things called split brain experiments where they cut that motherfucker, yeah. split the two sides of the brain in people back in the 50s. These people were having um, seizures that were epileptic seizures that was so severe that it was actually affecting the, the use of their body. So they thought if they cut this corpus callosum, um, that if they had a seizure in one side of the brain, that it, it, wouldn't, the other side it wouldn't affect the other side or do damage. But what they did not expect to find out was they did these things called split brain experiments. They found out that the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere of your brain have different consciousness, mm. different streams of consciousness, and they have different goals, yeah. right? They found when they were looking at people, some people were spiritual on one side of the brain and atheists on the other side. No. Yeah. They found that some people were motivated to do one thing that was completely opposite to what the other side of the brain wanted. So the inhibitions is the balancing act that the corpus collapsum serves. It's basically a bullshitter, Mm -hmm. right? Have you ever had an experience where you remember things a certain way and your friend remembers it a completely different way? Yeah, all the time. Okay. This is part 
the corpus callosum because our corpus callosum is telling us a story to help balance out those those two sides of the brain. Yeah. Right. One side of that brain is mute. It doesn't use any language at all, but it's very spatially aware. Mm -hmm. And the other side of the brain uses language, which is why if people have severe trauma, you have to release it through the body and not necessarily just speaking. Yeah, okay. Right? So I when, see what you're when guys like you play sports, yeah, yeah. you become a lot of times a little bit more well-balanced because you're involving the whole body. Mm -hmm. We're not spending so much time in language, yeah. which is the insidious mind, yeah. right? Um, but in this in this example here, the corpus callosum helps to bullshit us a little bit. That's why they say when you drink alcohol, it affects the corpus callosum and it lowers inhibition. So people are a little bit more apt to be more honest, mm -hmm. right? But when you're not drinking alcohol or you're just fucking walking the fuck around, your brain is telling you a story about who you are in the world. Yeah. And your ego is making you look good. Yeah. This corpus collapsum. This is the insidious mind. So we okay. got some built-in bullshit artists. Yeah, stuff, already. Right? So basically the topic today, this long-winded ass topic, is don't believe everything you think. What you don't know is I agree. I wish the world was a place where fair was the bottom line, where the kind of idealism showed that the hearing was rewarded, not taken advantage of. Unfortunately, we don't live in that world. I like that. Break it down for me, all that shit you just heard. I like that. Um, yeah, man, your mind can really, uh, so that ghetto boys, your mind's playing tricks on me, and that, that shit's really real. Um, you know, I try to, be very mindful of um, everything that I am soaking in from the conversations that I have to the people I surround myself with, to the music that I listen to is, uh, you know, your mind can't really play tricks on you and make, and make you think you're doing something a lot better than you are. Or on the other side, you might really have it. Like you might really have this thing that's going for you, but that doubt or whatever it is can kind of trick your brain into, oh, I'm not really going to move forward or pull the trigger with this. Mm. Um, yeah, man. So it's uh it's a, it's a, it's a hell of a topic, man. It's a hell of a it topic because I know uh, my motherfucking ego can get the best of me sometimes. Have me really thinking I'm out here on my Superman shit. But that's the insidious mind, and I think when we're aware, just being aware, right? Like like that vampire couldn't see his reflection in the mirror. Mm -hmm. But if you're practicing some form of humility, yeah, you're kind of looking in that mirror and seeing where you stand. Yeah. Right? So humility is defined as an honest reflection of oneself. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think that, you know, that idea, don't believe everything you think. Like if we're just sitting inside of our own thoughts, we can bullshit our way into believing anything. I could justify anything. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, um, but, but when we are, you know, and we have to, I do think we have to kind of adjust from ourselves from within, right? But we can take information around us. That's why I like these quotes, mm -hmm. right? Because it's, I don't believe everything I think. I like to lean into ideas that other people have. Yeah. This is why I do the research on this show Absolutely. before we get into the conversation is I got some bullets in my gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And and what I like about these conversations is just like you told me your, um, your costume thing, right? I don't know what the fuck you're going to say. Yeah. Right? And then I got to adjust on the fly. So yeah. all that shit's coming from within, mm -hmm. right? But I have looked at a lot of that information before I got in front of this mic, right? So that helps to give a little bit of clarity of thought. Yeah, absolutely. Where do you stand on clarity? 
And um, sometimes it uh, it it'll pass me by. Mm. Honestly, sometimes it'll pass me by. But um, kind of what you were saying earlier, I I take information or from anything that I'm soaking in, and I t- I really try to take time to process everything that goes through my mind to try to filter out bullshit for a truth from reality. Um, and sometimes it, it can really fuck with you like that, but you know, with clarity comes a lot more focus on what is really the end goal in any situation for me. I felt like I was a lot clearer before the bully got involved. Yeah. You was talking about pussy and that shit sent me left. Once that motherfucker started <laughs> to speak out, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody wanted to play tag. He's going, let's play touch. <laughs> <laughs> let's play touch. I'm like, motherfucker, calm down. Yeah, sit your ass you know, Grab a titties. I'm like, man, dude, we're in church. Yeah. They got the eyes closed. They're praying. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man. Which is why it's like they call them nuns. Cause that motherfucker ain't going to get none. Mm -mm. Mm. All right. Clarity. Definition of clarity. The quality of being coherent and intelligible. Clearness or lucidity as to perception or understanding. Freedom from indistinctness or ambiguity. Tongue tied and twisted. So like that can't see myself in the mirror, right? The state or quality of being clear or transparent. But this motherfucker can see themselves in the mirror. They're, They're clear. They're coherent. They're yeah. intelligible. Well, like I said, we got that corpus clubsum, that mm-hmm. built-in bullshitter, yeah. right? So that's why I like this topic. Don't believe everything you think. And I think that um, that's why it's in the heaven section, even though Insidious kind of has a darkness to the song, yeah. right? And it talks about some kind of dark shit throughout the song. But I think that you have to be aware that that the way we think sometimes will fucking trick us. Or we'll get dr- dick tricked, right? Like we'll we'll make reasons why we're in love with 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 um, clarity, you know, yeah. at the strip club. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I try to be mindful, man. And uh, I had a conversation with my son the other day, and he said, "Dad, you know that a, a tortoise could beat a hare in a race," and that's where my head's been at lately. Is really slowing down and taking the time to have that clarity and that focus on really what I'm trying to do. Road work, man. You know what I mean? Do that road work. Yeah. A few minutes a day. Yeah. Building blocks. Yeah. Yeah. I met a girl named Clarity once. What strip club was this? Well, I don't know, but she gave me mixed (laughs) signals, man. (laughs) There's nothing clear about that girl at all. How many times was you at the ATM? Oh, a few. You know, I like, (laughs) I, you know, I'm not just, I'm not just about my dick, dude. I give some money to charity. Yeah. Um, no, wait a minute. That was Mercedes. I gave some money to Mercedes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, okay, what's the danger of, of too much self-talk? Let me speak to Betty. Uh, the party's over. She probably went home. She lives there! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know her. Well, then get on the phone. Tell her it's an emergency. Who, who should I say is calling? You tell her it's Teddy from work. On the phone, and there's a major fucking emergency. Hi, Ted. I'm Margaret. You sound down. Has this not been the happiest of New Year's? No, Margaret. This hasn't been my happiest New Year. This one's starting off pretty fucking badly. Oh, how cool. What? Betty leaves me here all by myself. And first thing, right off the bat, I'm fucked by a coven of witches. You were fucked by an oven full of witches? A coven? 
coven of witches. Like an oven. Well, one witch in particular. Was she an old hag with a mole on her face with hair growing out of it? No, no, she was very beautiful. Jet. What's the problem? Well, admittedly, that was the best part of the evening. It's pretty bloody good, actually. But it's still a pretty unnerving way to start off the night. Sounds like a pretty great way to start off the night to me. I feel like uh, talk without action really leads nowhere. You know? You can, yeah. Uh, you're not, you're not. It's like kind of where I've been and where I'm at is different. Is, is kind of like that concept you're talking about is the heaven and hell. Mm. And I was kind of living in that hell portion, right? I'm, I'm gradually building myself back into my heaven, back into my bliss. And um, I was just all talk, man. I wasn't fucking really doing nothing about it. I'm going to do this and rah, 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 whatever. And when I think of that, I think about my pops, man. And he says, he told me back in the day, he said, you know what, Brown? You could be anything you want to be in this world. Just never be a could have been. And that's, that's another one of those things that just hit me in my heart as, as a little kid is I could really go out here and do whatever the fuck I put my mind to, but I got to do the work. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be earned. It's not going to, no, no blessings are just falling into my lap. No matter how much I talk myself into, well, it's their fault or whatever the case is. And my day's coming, my day's coming, but I'm just sitting down, not really fucking doing nothing about it. You got to go out and earn it. And, uh, no, that's, that's where I'm at right now is I'm, I'm working my way from hell to heaven and actually taking the right steps and putting my shoes on that actually fit and walking my path. There you go. I might not fit in your shoes. They might be uncomfortable. <laughs> But you know that um, that idea of self-talk and, and what you just said, it kind of reminded me of a philosopher. And I don't remember his fucking name because I wasn't really thinking about him. But when you were talking, um, he, he, there's a philosopher that talks about being lost in the infinite. And that's kind of like that self-talk with no action. Yeah. You know, I can sit there and think about this shit all day. But if I never do any action, right, I can on? get lost in the infinite. Mm-hmm. But then he said, you can get lost in the finite you know, where you're trying to control every single little aspect of the thing you're trying to do. Like and you never actually- perfect or I'm not yeah, you do, never. Oh, this just isn't quite, it's there, but it's not quite right. Yeah, dude. Imagine if- Take fuck that. Take flight, of, take a chance, man. Instead of playing football, football games, y'all talked um, plans all day long, yeah, like game saying. plans and schemes yeah. and just talk, 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 lost that's, in the infinite, but never played the game. That's them cats on Madden talking about, man, they should have ran this play. Oh, dude, I- I've got the Seahawks figured out. <laughs> I bet you got the ra- Ravens figured out right yeah, about now. Yeah, you know what they yeah. need to do, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, we all see that shit clearly. But, you know, it, you do any goddamn thing in this world, there's 20 people to judge it. Oh, yeah. But you would you rather be the person doing something than the one that's fucking sitting back judging the motherfuckers? No, I'm not judging nobody no more. If you don't like what comes out of my mouth, simply... Fuck it. <laughs> like, it don't bother me, <laughs> you know? And I used to be that cat that, like, it really would affect me, and I really do care about the people around me's opinion of what I got going and what I'm really pushing for. And typically, sometimes it's the people around you that are just the biggest disbelievers, you know what I mean? So mm. part of that leap, of, that blind leap of faith, you know, that I know that I'm, I have clarity in this vision that I'm working on is, you can, you know, just, just stick around a little bit. Fuck around and find out. Come here. Mm. Well, I brought up that self-talk for a reason. I looked into this a while back on another episode 
Um, we looked at, at um, mental illness at one point in time, and psychosis was something that we focused on. We po- focused on not just psychosis, but mass psychosis, yeah, yeah. right? Um, you know, uh, World War II Germany is a good example of mass yeah, psychosis, fuck. right? Um, we experienced some of that shit in COVID times, right? Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of mass psychosis happening out there. But, but psychosis is a term that's used to describe a group of symptoms. Psychosis is a break with reality where the thoughts and perceptions of a person or a group become disrupted. And these changes often happen gradually, right? But one of the things that creates self uh, or psychosis is self-talk. You know those motherfuckers that's just always talking in their head? Yeah, fuck And they, they never lean on any other outside information. They're just in their head so much with that self-talk, yep. right? And in a way, they're out of balance. Because mm-hmm. we just said that one side of the brain doesn't do language. Yeah. It's spatially aware, right? And the other side focuses on language. So in a way, you're all, all out of balance in the brain. This is why people that do sports, physical things, like um, yoga, right? Which is a moving meditation, yeah, Tai it's, Chi. It's a little bit more in tune. It, it balances things out. And we need that a break from language, yeah. right? Just listening to music, you know, getting that break from language, right? Absolutely. But psychosis, when you're that dude that's just always talking, talking, talking in your head, you might go a little... In that state of psychosis, crazy. That motherfucker's walking oh, down the road. It'll eat you alive. That dude walking down the road, talking to Jesus. Yeah, it'll eat you alive, man. I knew a dude one time was screaming religious rap, walking through the streets of Seattle, screaming, huh. screaming at the sidewalk, just bending down, screaming, hip hopping. Shit. I'm like, God damn, those must be some good drugs. Yeah. Psychosis. Mm-hmm. Psychosis. So this is the insidious mind. Right, I like I like the idea of breaking that self talk, right? Um, considering the disturbed psychological state of numerous Americans today, yeah, right? <laughs> it's worth exploring whether there's a psychological phenomenon leading many people today to inhabit distinctly different realities. Ooh, oh, shit. Fuck man, yeah. Like you're talking about that that COVID. I think that uh, it fucked up a lot of people, man. It did, and I was for sure one of them. It did. You know what I mean? I'm first of all, first rule, no rules. You know what I mean? I'm a I'm I'm an artist at heart, and there is no bounds to what I feel like I'm capable of doing. Obviously, there's certain shit that I'm not gonna do, but I don't like being told you gotta stay your ass in this house. You Mm -hmm. can't go nowhere. And that, that connection also got lost, you know, um, I'm at the time I was a a personal trainer, all my, all, everything that I do, everything that I love is movement and conversation and explaining and teaching, right? You strip that away from me. Fuck man. It really put me in a different world. Yeah. Right. And then coming back out of it, certain people were like, you know, keep that six feet. Me, I'm already like, what's up, man? We good. Slap this hand real quick. Throw this high five real fast. Because that connection is something I was fiending for. Right? So I'm, it's, uh, I, I see what you're going with that there, man. So what's your story? You the poor kid that never got to go to Exeter or Andover. Despite my privileged upbringing, I'm actually quite well balanced. I have a chip on both shoulders. <laughs> Maybe you're just better with the old integers than you are with people. My first grade teacher, she told me that I was born with two helpings of brain, but only half a helping of heart. 
<laughs> wow, she sounds lovely. The truth is that I, I don't like people much. And they don't much like me. But why? With all your obvious wit and charm. <laughs> Seriously, John. Mathematics? Mathematics is never going to lead you to a higher truth. And you know why? Because it's boring. It's really boring. You know, half these schoolboys are already published. I cannot waste time with these classes and these books. Memorizing the weak assumptions of lesser mortals. You know, I think that, like, you take the uh, Republicans, Democrats, mm. right? That's a lot of self-goddamn talk without listening to the other ideas of somebody else, yeah. right? Even though they're a tribe, yeah. right? Tribes can go into mass psychosis, mm -hmm. right? And I think that we're a little bit there because of social media. Yeah, man. That's what I think. Yeah. You know, I think that social media is one of those places that we do a lot of self-talk. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of comparisons get done with that, with social media. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, always looking for the next best thing or whatever the fuck it is, man. Or, you know, I, I try to be really realistic with it. I use my social media as my news. That's where, uh, all my, uh, music comes from. That's where all my sports updates come from. That's where all my sneaker drops are. Mm -hmm. So I, I try to, you know, I'm not out here really following all the fucking IG models. I'm just not. But here's like the thing like, though, man, like this is one of the things about this artist helping artist idea, right? Yeah. When you get artists coming together and making art that has something to say, yeah. and then we start having conversations, you're exposing yourself to the way that others see the world. Mm -hmm. And chances are some of the artists that might come into this thing might not have the same religious beliefs, might not have same same political beliefs. They might be coming from different places. Yeah. Somebody wants to say shake your ass and other people want to talk about something that's woke. Yeah, and that and that's fine. And and this is a way of exploring this stuff, but not this is where the self-censorship comes in. Yeah. We don't go on the attack. Yeah, absolutely. We're not censored. Everybody can put out their ideas through the lens of art and talk about any goddamn thing. Yeah. Now, if you right. wrote a hip hop song about diddling little boys, you might not get played on our podcast. Yeah, you fuck around and I'll fight you, dog. Yeah, there's there's some self censorship, uh, self censorship that goes with a little bit of, you know what I mean? Um, we ain't gonna fucking talk about that. Yeah, no, that's some weird shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's limits. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's not regulated from outside. It's yeah, regulated absolutely, within. Absolutely. Self censorship, watching the insidious mind. Mm -hmm. Right, I got to keep myself in check too, because yeah. I, I got a circus up here. Yeah, you know what I mean. I got a circus up here, and uh -huh. and a full band, and it and never a, stops yeah. playing. Yeah, like we all do, <laughs> and, and that's why when I start this thing off, I'm actually talking about mumble rap, mm -hmm. right? That you can't understand what the fuck they're saying. No, right? And some people might say, yeah, that's art, and I'm like, okay, that's art. Um, I have no no thing against that shit. But here's the thing. I want to be clearly understood because I got some shit to say. Yeah. Right? That's why I start this song. Um, I want clarity on this breath I share. Yeah. I shall not mumble words around here. Yeah. Right? So I want to be very clear in this song mm -hmm. and talk about that insidious mind. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think that's the only thing that frees us from it is yeah. clarity. The ether was wearing off. The acid was long gone. But the mescaline was running strong. 
Good mescaline comes on slow. The first hour is all waiting. And then about halfway through its second hour, you start cursing the creep who burned you because nothing's happened. And then, zang. I hate to say this, but this place is getting to me. I think I'm getting the fear. Nonsense. We came here to find the American dream. Now that we're right in the vortex, she want to quit? You must realize, man, we found the main nerve. That's what gives me the fear. Look. What? There's uh, two women fucking a polar bear. Don't tell me those things. Not now, man. This is my last drink. How much money can you lend me? Not much. Why? I have to go. Go? Yeah. Leave the country. Oh, come Shit. You'll be straight in a few hours. Just sit, sit the fuck down. Oh, fuck Good. around, Good. man. This is serious. One more hour in this town, I'll kill somebody. Okay. I'll lend you some money. Come with me. I want to leave fast. Okay. Let's pay this bill. Get up very slowly. I think it's going to be a long walk. You know, and uh, kind of touching on that, too, like we were talking about, you know, Art is art. It can be anything and everything, right? Um, sometimes you got to look at it or listen to it through a different scope, through a different lens. Uh, for me personally, like I pride myself on being able to really fucking shut everything down and truly listen to everything that I hear. Mm. So sometimes mumble rap to me is more of like a challenge. You know what I mean? Like, what the pick fuck? it apart. Yeah. Let me pick this apart. Like, where's this fool from again? Like, let me, let me see if I can, do I understand the type of slang that they're speaking as well? Um, so to me, I'm, I'm not, you know, it's not, I like nineties hip hop. That's the rap city in the fucking basement raised me. You know what I mean? Nineties, mm -hmm. early two thousands hip hop. That's my shit. But you know, some of these mumble rappers out here really kind of doing it too. But yeah, I, I do prefer clarity. And that wasn't an attack on them. No, and, I understand. And and here's the, here's the thing about my style: like I can get very poetic at times, exactly. and I can be just as clouded mm -hmm. with the poetry mm -hmm. where somebody doesn't clearly know what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah. Right. But I'm I'm trying to lock into imagery. So Jim Morrison said that true poetry um, puts out images. It opens up the doors of possibility mm -hmm. for the person experiencing the art. Exactly. So it's, I like to hit seeing that a uh, little mini movie in your head as you're hearing it. Yeah. I like to hit some some imagery in my stuff where you might not know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about, right? Like you probably didn't know that that one part of the song was about eating pussy. Now, and then you kind of broke it down a little bit, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that might be your second <laughs> second favorite flavor all time." I want to punch that God spot <laughs> frame set tight. Uh, oh, that's a nice looking girl right there uh -huh. when that when that frame is set uh -huh, tight. Uh -huh. You know, and I just uh, I just want to get up in there, stacked you know? up. Yeah, the, the insidious mind, but <laughs> you know, I just gotta I gotta pull that insidious mind back, yeah. right? Because if I don't. You know, we don't want to just get with a girl because we like the way she looks. No, it's not mental stimulation that does it for me, man. Yeah, and you might end up with a relationship all of a sudden because she's so good. I was in a relationship with a dumb girl once. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ooh, dumb, 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 dumb. And I thought it was going to be good. So when I was 21, I almost got married. And uh -huh. it was the girl I was with for five years in, in high school and after high school. And um I stayed single from 21 to 27. I couldn't, 
I couldn't see myself in another relationship apart from her. Yeah. So I was very honest with women. I want to have a good time, but I'm not about a relationship. But then after a while, you get a little bit like, damn, man, I need somebody that's there. Yeah, something. I need a connection for yeah. real. Yeah. So I started to look around for it. And this girl was pretty. Yeah, she was fine, but she was- Pretty, dude. She looked a little bit like that Mila she was, Kunis uh, on uh, the 70s show. Okay, but she was on that Tin Man, though. But she, but but the ass, <laughs> like I think the first time I saw her, I saw her from behind and that was all I needed. Was that most deaf? He said, ass so fat that you could see it from the front. Dude, that motherfucker looked like two kittens fighting under a sheet when she was walking <laughs> with that dress on. I was like, oh my God, I could balance my checkbook on that motherfucker. Uh -huh. But, you know, talk about getting dick tricked. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you just went right on with that one. Right? Like- I convinced myself that, that I could make it work with somebody that wasn't too smart because we, we couldn't really have conversation. Yeah. We could watch cartoons and smoke weed back then. <laughs> yeah, that's not really it for me, that's, man. It didn't last. Yeah. It didn't last like six months. Yeah. And after a while, I was like, God damn, I just want to have a conversation with a functioning fucking adult. <laughs> <laughs> you know? She told me one time that uh, me. litter turned to air pollution. What? Exactly. I heard what you said, but... That's what I'm saying, dude. What? I'm talking about that she was not... Hold bright. on, was it, was it like quiet in the room, fucking bunch of weed no, smoke we were walking and, Looney down the road. and Looney Tunes going on, and she just we were walking down and the said, road. by the way... She sees some litter on the ground, like an aluminum can. She's like, that's messed up. That's going to turn into air pollution. I said, what? <laughs> I'm like, I, I could see it being like damaging to the earth, but... Yeah, what planet are you from, Shorty? Oh, and and stupidity is a little bit like this. Don't believe everything you think. Yeah. Right? So our phones reinforce what we already believe. Mm -hmm. And that psychosis of self-talk is going to reinforce what we already believe. And that corpus collapsum mm. is going to make the story fit our ego in such a way that we like the way it feels. Yeah. And we can justify dumb shit. Yeah. Crazy shit. Like like what old girl just said. Like what old girl just said, right? <laughs> and she was not having any other outside information at the time. And I got mad as fuck. Mm -hmm. We got in an argument over that shit. And I should have just been like, all right, let's put some cartoons on for your fine yeah, ass. Yeah. Such a little sexy ass down, yeah. babe. But after a while, I wanted some conversation. I was young. Yeah. You know, I was 27. And, uh, you know, I think that my ego was a little bit out of balance too. Mm-hmm. You know, because I felt a little bit in control in that relationship. Yeah. You know, and and I was not in a good space at 27 years old, you know, to be honest with you. Um, I went into a place of darkness about 26, and I didn't quite get out of it until I was about 28. Yeah. And um, uh, I did come out of it, but um, that insidious mind, man. Um, and I'll, I'll throw out a quote from uh, William Blake. Okay. Right, the guy that wrote the marriage of heaven and hell. In fact, this comes from the marriage of heaven and hell. Word. He said the road of excess is where you'll find the palace of wisdom. Hmm. Right. So going through our excessive pleasures, it'll teach you a lot. Yeah. Right. I don't know if it's always good lessons, but you'll be a wise motherfucker. You might hurt a lot at the end of it all. Yeah. And uh, that that whole experience, dude, it ended up fucking me up a little bit. It didn't take me to a good place. No, I understand, man. You know? Yeah. That's what you call post-nut clarity right there. Oh, <laughs> you ever have post-nut clarity? Uh, when I was a 
young gentleman, I guess. But um, now it's uh, I'm at that point. I ain't sharing my energy with nobody like that, man. Oh, you know, the one that can get at you, then yeah, go go ahead and try. You gotta be. You, <laughs> we ain't like a aluminum can over there. You gotta be smart. Now we gotta be able to hold a conversation with me. Pass is behind us, man. It's time to grow up. Got the road to hell in front of us. Well, yes. You marry me? Of course I'll marry you. I've been waiting for you to say that for so long. But where are we gonna get married? Right here, man. That's not true. Now, for anybody that's never heard the term post-nut clarity, um, that's a term that's describing the feeling of being clear-headed or that mental reset that you get after an orgasm, um, after sexual intercourse or masturbation, right? Like, all of a sudden, damn, she don't look quite as good as I had thought. (laughs) Yeah, or just like, why the fuck did I do that? Yeah, or when she looks at us and goes, Damn, that's a dumb motherfucker. Why did I do this? Yeah. He's tall. He's <laughs> handsome. Fucking head full of bricks, man. Did you know that a squirrel's brain actually increases in size during the winter to remember where he buried his nuts? Nice. That's the actual fucking fact. That. <laughs> that's one of those dumbass things I'm probably tell. I'm probably gonna tell somebody later today. Dude, that might be the best thing you learn. I'll strike it, strike it up in a casual conversation. Hey, by the way, did you know? <laughs> All right. So let's shift a little bit. Let's get back to that idea of, um, you know, the, the mass psychosis and the tribes, right? During the recent Iowa debates for presidential candidacy, Republican presidential candidate, I'm going to fuck up his name, by the way, Vivek Ramaswamy said that climate change agenda is a hoax. Former President Donald Trump has long said falsely that um, climate change is a hoax or non-existent. DeSantis, and I'm, I'm beating up on the Republicans a little bit because yeah, no. I'm basically talking about this climate change thing, right? DeSantis has also said that he believes that there has been an attempt to stroke fear around global warming. Former Vice President Mike Pence campaign website descri- describes global warming as a myth. And I'm not here tear down the Republicans. I'm not a Democrat or Republican. I actually think they're both full of shit. They practice something called divisive politics that gets us to be divided. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But this whole thing about climate change being a hoax. Um, I lived with a rocket scientist yeah. when I was 23 years old. Mm-hmm. He was going to school at Emory Riddle right down the road. And he was talking to me about climate change back then. Right? He saw the evidence of it because he was stationed in Antarctica as a scientist for six months. He saw the scientific-based evidence for it back then. And this has been on the radar of scientists for 70 years, something like that, yeah. right? So you got you to take something besides what's in your head, mm-hmm. right? Or inside the head of a politician that we look up to for whatever reason. Yeah, absolutely. You got you to gotta take the time to do your own investigation, man. Because that, that's just some fuckery. Fuckery. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you're out of your fucking mind, pal. I can feel that climate change, dude. Yeah. It was 60 degrees yesterday in Seattle. Come on. Dog. Yes. And it's January Part what? Of the fucking winter. Yeah. January 27th, yeah. 60 fucking degrees. Yeah. T-shirt weather? Yeah. Come on, man. 
so here's the thing about that mass psychosis and people say climate change is a hoax, right? The insidious mind just talking out loud because they got a platform to speak from. My question is major oil companies are lobbying and ex- expending $200 million a year annually. Now, if, if it was not a problem, would they spend that kind of money? $200 million annually, every year. Yeah. Would they spend that money to have that conversation contained? Fuck no, man. Fuck no. They'd, they'd give a scientist a thermometer and some yeah. fucking piece of paper yeah, and say, come back out. with this shit and we'll put you on a platform and let you talk. Yeah. I don't know. I'm one of them people that <laughs> I don't believe not shit when I first hear it. I have to do my own investigating. I'll, I'll take if I, especially when I hear some wild ass shit like that. Like, come on, man, let's just be real. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's uh, you're just herding the sheep, man. Dude, that's like me spending two hundred million dollars a year to convince all y'all motherfuckers that I'm not white, even with yeah. all the pictures. Yep. <laughs> <Nope>. Right. <laughs> and the testimony. Said, I got reverse vitiligo. And the testimony from my ex-wife. Who would say that my dick literally glows in the dark? <laughs> like goddamn <laughs> silly putty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, oh. Do your research, kids. Do your research. But, you know, this is the insidious mind, mm. right? So, you know, we started off talking about, do you look outside yourself for truth or do you look within? And I, I think we have to look within, but we have to lean on other people's ideas yeah, too and not just our own. Combination of the two. Yeah, yeah. So perhaps our collective lack of clarity is just good business, I suppose. Um, it's insidious a little bit. But Carl Jung, the guy that I, I started off this thing with a quote from, right? He wrote that the demise of society wouldn't be a physical threat, but instead mass delusion, a collective psychosis of sorts. Yeah. Young went on to say, greater than all physical dangers are the tremendous effects of delusional ideas, which are denied all reality by our world-blinded consciousness. Mm-hmm. Our much vaunted reasoning and our boundless overestimation will sometimes be truly powerless in the face of those unreal thoughts. You know, and dude, that's, that's a motherfucker that studied the mind, yeah. right? And he, it's, it's not the, the weapons of war that are as dangerous as the way we think yeah. that werewolf. <laughs> yeah. All you got to do is split it and create teams and make sides. That's when shit starts to pop off. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime you think uh, I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing that you can do to convince me otherwise. You know what I mean? A lot of people, and it fucking bothers me, man. And you could always tell when you're having a conversation. That's why I really love doing this here with you, G and, um, you know, when you speak, I'm all ears. When I, when I have the opportunity to speak, you're all ears. And we're, we're ping-ponging off what we're currently talking about. We're not necessarily just waiting our turn to talk. Mm. And a lot of people, when you start talking about certain topics, um, they don't even give a fuck what you're saying. They have already made up their mind. There's nothing that you can do to convince them otherwise. I'm just waiting for my turn to talk at this point. And see, I work towards that, but here's the problem. Doing this podcast... I've recognized times where I'm so caught up in the information I want to give mm-hmm. that I haven't fully heard what somebody's saying. Yeah. But when when I send the episode off for Rob, mm-hmm. right, he'll get it. 
He'll mix it. He'll add these clips. He'll add the music. Rob shoots it back. And I always listen to it before I upload it. Yeah. And then a lot of times I'm like, these motherfuckers I'm on the podcast with are brilliant. <laughs> right? So that those last week when when you shared the the lyrics from Tupac that you've been carrying around in your pocket, dude, I I listened to what you said about that. And that was probably the best part on the whole podcast. Thank you. It really was. Thank you. Uh, it touched me, and and I was thinking about that shit after I stopped listening. And I actually went back again and listened to it again yeah. to hear that conversation. It was it was that good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I I practice to be fully present and listen, but but this is life. This is part of of having open, honest conversation and yeah. practicing that. Yeah. Right. Practicing clarity. Hundred percent. Gotta see the vision. Dude, life is a push and pull between clarity and facing uncertainty. Yeah. No, you know? I rock with that. Yeah. Um, in part, clarity is so powerful because it links directly to one of our fundamental human motives, right? Is to reduce that uncertainty. We don't enjoy being in a state of uncertainty. Think about how people feel about death, right? Um, because uncertainty generates a great deal of cognitive stress and yeah. that's that's yeah. physical that's mental those are facts mm -hmm. right um which is why i think religion is so big yeah. it offers it gives you a, it gives you a, a a place that you can paint in your head yeah offers some it's certainty like, okay this is what this is for sure yeah when you will blow those motherfuckers up over there but yeah. when you do and you get up to whatever heaven they got there you're going to get 20 virgins yeah. <laughs> certain yeah. Certain. Yeah. I think it's the uh, that unknown that helps me try to walk a righteous path, man. Mm. So there's a dude named uh, James Clear. He wrote a, a book called Atomic Habit Habits, um, and it's basically about decision making, making, and a, a continuous Im improvement on our own self and our own lives, right? Um, and this is what he says. Modern society is defined by an excess of opportunity. We have more information, more products, more options than ever before. And as a result, curating and filtering and refining are more important skills than ever before. Those who edit best will find the signal in the noise. And I think what he's trying to talk, talk about is navigating through that insidious mind mm -hmm. and all those insidious minds out there that want to frame information yeah. for us, like the oil companies uh, and the politicians about global warming, yeah. right? So we got to somehow filter and get through all this fucking noise, dude. And today there's so much noise out there, dude. Yeah, fuck, man. And it's it's all around, too, and... Like I said, mindfulness is just the word that keeps popping up to me and, uh, you know, really trying to put the fucking smile on and listen to what people have to say, even if you know it's fucking bullshit. Mm. All right. Because um, people, you don't, you don't really truly know anyone's intentions, really, unless you have that conversation. You don't. You, you don't. don't. But you can listen. You can listen and see if they're trying to paint this beautiful picture. Yeah. Right. But you can only fucking paint that story for me one time. You start, you know what I mean? Start pulling out another fucking easel and redoing your drawing. I ain't rocking with you. Yeah. I tried to figure out what somebody's intention might be based on like who they are. Yeah. Right. Like if it's a Jehovah's witness at the door, yeah. 
that motherfucker's probably trying to give me a spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. Um, they try to do the same thing now at the sex shop when selling me a dildo. Yeah, but, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> but you, you got different intentions yeah. from a Jehovah's Witness as the the guy at the sex shop, right? Absolutely. So <laughs> some people are pretty damn good at painting that picture for you too. So, but you have to self check your yeah, thinking yeah, yeah, exactly, and you got to ask what somebody's intentions are. I'm going to have to get some of your uh, personal belongings here just so I can check for demon and ghost residue. I'm not going to be able to lift all those monitors, but I'll send my cousin tomorrow with a white van. He can get them in there. Dan was attacked by the kitchen last night. We think it might be mama. Kitchen attack? You could have said that earlier, but room turns on you. It's either a ghost or a demon. Can a demon take over someone? Like, live within them? Damn, that's some scary shit. Yeah, communication is a fucking big thing, man, and I'll straight up just ask you what's going down. What do you mean by that? Mm. Like, let's get to the bottom of this shit. And sometimes when you say that, people uh, people start to freeze a little bit because they're, you know, they have this plan of this is what I'm going to do and this is how it's going to work, whatever, whatever. You start questioning a little bit and that's when the ums, uh, uh, that shit starts to come in and that filter makes it a little bit easier to kind of get rid of that bullshit. Dude, now we're getting up to the climax of this episode right here because we're running out of time, about 10 minutes left or so. Damn, today's moving, man. Dude, it always does. It gets huh? faster and faster. Um, are you familiar with the term neuroplasticity? I could put the pieces of the puzzle together, but I'd like to hear you explain it, please. Okay, neuroplasticity, also known as neuroplasticity. I can't say this shit. Brain plasticity is the ability of neural networks in the brain to change through growth and reorganization, mm-hmm. right? Like keeping information fresh, right? Oh, yeah. It's when the brain is rewired to function in some way that differs from how it previously functioned. So this is some neuroplasticity exercises. Number one on the list. Take a guess. Do you got anything on the shelf on what might be there? Let's see if you got any of those motherfuckers. Don't think too long. You think long, think wrong, man. I'm already thinking. I don't know. It's like playing space. When Come I think on. about that, it's just um, having simple conversations like this. Yes. It is not top of the list, but God damn it, conversation is one of those things. So here's, here's some of those exercises for neuroplasticity. Meditation. Mm. Learning a new skill. Yeah. Like being 50 years old. And try to rap, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, changing your thoughts patterns with with ideas that are found in things like philosophy or in a conversation, right? Or reading, if anybody reads anymore, or listening to the Truth Power podcast and letting Papa Brown break it down. Yeah, episodes out every every week. That's right. <laughs> Physical exercise, right? Get on your treadmill. Listen to the Truth Power podcast. Right? All this shit is neuroplasticity. These are exercises. So that physical stuff. Um, Studying something new. It feeds your brain. New episodes every week. Every week. (laughs) Doing a challenging brain activity like games, Mm -hmm. art, making eye contact with Selma Hayek when you meet her on a nude beach. Dude, this is an exercise in thinking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would, I would fail. Me and the bully would be. <laughs> I think that's why she might like me. Ooh. Um, so the last thing on the list, besides your communication that you named, working on recall and memory. Like, what did that motherfucker say? Oh, let me meditate on it. Yeah. You know? So all of that is exercises in neuroplasticity. And meditation came at the top. 
Yeah. And and exercise, those are some things that that isn't that self-talk. Mm-hmm. Right? It's that physical, right? You can have some some ideas with with language and meditation, but you're also paying attention to your breath. Yeah. Right? So spirituality. Um, for a long time ago, it was not defined as religion and shit like that. The Greeks, the word spirit simply meant breath. No. Right. And what I like about breath in meditation is I had a, um, a yoga instructor once tell me that breath is the only thing that connects both the spirit and the body. Okay. Right. And you can think about spirit like the mind, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But it's the only thing that really connects the mind because you have that inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. Um, without without breathing, you're not going to think too much. Yeah, no. That not, spirit, not for too long, at least. That spirit's broken. <laughs> you're going to die. That spirit's going to go away, right? So so breath is is huge when it comes to all of that shit. Meditation, exercise, all that stuff. You know, that spirit. And this is the heart of insidious. Yeah, it's awareness and control of who you are, really. And we use all of everything I just named as rappers. Yeah, I try to do everything that you just listed is a part of my daily routine. Neuroplasticity, man. Yeah. So you're, you've, you, you can't control the mind, but we can guide it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if, if you are under the influence of the insidious mind, your mind's controlling you. You're not guiding it. Yeah, absolutely. You got to feed it the right things by taking care of yourself, man. Get out, move around, have a conversation, draw something, throw a fucking high five, say hello to a stranger. Hmm. You ever heard of the theory of knowledge? Put me on. Theory of knowledge is concerned with understanding what it means to know rather than studying a particular subject. Theory of knowledge looks to consider conceptual ideas about how we learn and how to apply critical reflection to real world scenarios, right? So, so concepts of, of um, the uh, theory of knowledge, uh, we are rational animals mm-hmm. who need to set limits to assist us in our rationality, right? And there's, there's things that help us to set those limits yeah. when it comes to this. Um, certainty is one of those things that helps to be a limit, right? The, the requirement of certainty is founded upon doubt. Oh. Right? You can't really ever be certain about any goddamn thing, right? Everything is questionable. Um, the Descartes said the only thing you can really be certain is that we exist because we're thinking. Yeah. But everything else is doubtful. Yeah. This could be a simulation. Could be. <laughs> could be. Right? But that's, that's one of those parameters on the theory of knowledge. Um, culture is another one of those things that sets a parameter. Right. If you come up in a culture, and we talked about that last week, yep. what you, how you grow up out of this earth yep. is part of your culture. Mm-hmm. How you develop your mind, right? Um, our experience. People that live in cities are less prone to racism because they experience all kinds of races. Yeah. People that are in the country that only are around people that look like them sometimes have a tendency to have a little bit more racism. Mm-hmm. Right. So these are that. These are the parameters that kind of guide our thinking too. Um, explaining stuff. Yeah. The how and why of things, the facts. Don't believe everything you think, right? This is what is meant by the, the from the Greeks by, about truth. They said that it, um, it's the evidence that's 
not giving certainty, but it proves confidence in our belief, yeah. right? That's what truth's function is for them. Then there's interpretation, justification, um, and objectivity. So these are the things that kind of guide us in our thinking. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that helps the vampire see himself in the mirror. Yeah. Okay. What you think about all that shit, dude? Yeah, man, it's um, just all around the board. It's, you know... Uh, I do everything that I can in my power to not just think I know what it is. Mm -hmm. I I've always been almost obsessive with the why, um, from why I think the way that I do to why I move the way I do. Um, you know, it's, uh, fuck man. It really got me on everything that we've been talking about of I'm having that talk in my head right now. Mm. And I have been. And I just got to get up outside of my mind and uh, really just put myself the fuck out there, dude. And yeah. Have the opportunity to just let the fuck go. It doesn't matter. We're here chilling. We do this shit. But it happens to the best of us, right? I, I, I pride myself on never really running out of words. But right now, I'm so caught up in my fucking head for some reason. Oh, dude, think about how this podcast started. Yeah. What did you say? The I truth, don't even know. The truth of power? Yeah. Who, who am I? <laughs> Welcome. We're glad you're here. Jesus Christ. Well, you surprised to see me, Joseph. Um, that depends. On what? Can you prove yourself aware? That's a difficult question, Dr. Tiger. Can you prove that you are? So this is part of, of being <laughs> this is part of being imperfectly human, exactly. which is our brand, which exactly. is why we just turn the mics on and have these conversations, because you're gonna make mistakes, I'm gonna make mistakes, but we don't crumble, we mm. don't die. No. And how many good things have you said on this podcast today? Yeah, hopefully a few. Hopefully y'all heard a little something, but I have. Yeah. And I ain't no goddamn dummy. <laughs> and you know what the thing is, is right now the bully ain't even confused. If Selma Hayek was in the room, I might have a hard time. Yeah. Right? That's your girl, huh? That is. That is. I yeah, mean, I, I like I like a few others, dude. If You can't ever let me meet Joss Stone. Oh, yeah? I will put a chain around that motherfucker. <laughs> and I will be keeping her in the closet. Oh, God damn. In the, well, I mean, I'd take her out from time to time. I was going to say, wine and dine her but and try when, to do it the right way. Maybe she got down. Well, I tried to sweet talk her a little bit, you know. But, yeah, I'd have to put a chain around her. I'd, yeah, I'm in love with that motherfucker. But it's, that's, that's the beautiful thing about this, man, is, um, I, like I said, I really pride myself on being able to communicate very, very well and, and sometimes, uh, just like everybody else, I'll get caught up in my head and too focused on what is what. What really am I fucking saying? What is the meaning of this? Why? Why am I doing this? Right? Mm. And it's because I am perfectly imperfect, and that's it. I'm I'm, per, I'm, I'm, a, I'm somebody just like you, right? Good old Papa Brown here. And uh, life is a fucking beautiful thing, man. And keep using all these tools that we talked about that um, mental elasticity and uh, move around. Learn some new skills. Connect your body. Do some shit that you haven't done that puts you out of your comfort zone. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking artist at heart. That's just how I move. That's how I think. I've never done anything like this ever before in my life. But mm-hmm. once again, I'm, I'm going to bring it back to what Pops told me back in the days. And Jalen, you can be anything you want to be in this world, but never be a could have been. 
That's it. And for me not having the opportunity to come out here and get caught up on my head while we're recording live, you know. Also keeping in mind, I'm walking into every situation just blind. So it's it's a true reaction during these conversations that I'm having and being able to put the pieces to the puzzle together on the go as we're moving through this. And we talk about some real ass shit, man. Like this mm-hmm. isn't no regular ass conversation. Um, and I'm, I'm going to keep on stepping forward and, and wearing the shoes that fit me and walking the path that's right for me. And this is that, um, you know, so that I think that's what I'll kind of end. What I have to say is uh, you can do anything in this world. Don't be a fucking could have been. Give yourself the opportunity to be great. Mm. And I'll kind of step in on a little bit of what you just said, right? Um, that imperfectly human idea. Here in a little while, yeah. AI is going to be having some of these conversations. Yeah. You're going to be watching on the TV and it's going to be a fake person. But it ain't got no soul, baby. Oh, that's what it is, dude. That's what it is. And that's why this whole brand of imperfectly <laughs> human is important, yeah. right? So the Truth to Power podcast, what we're hoping to do is start creating some shows where people can come out to those shows and then get their voice amplified mm-hmm. on some of these topics, right? Shake their ass a little bit, connect to other people, yeah. have a good time, entertain in order to enlighten. This is for us. I'll say it every week. This is for us. So I'm going to go out with a, uh, a quote A culture's ability to understand the world and itself is critical to survival. But today, we are led into the arena of public debate by seers whose main gift is their ability to compel people to continue to watch them. Mm. That was said by George Saunders. Mm. Now, you know, I, I realize when we get on the mic, you know, we're in a sense compelling people to listen to us in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is something that we want to start involving other people and we want it to be more of a conversation, a natural conversation with our audience too. So when we start going to these live shows and we start performing out places. Um, if you show up at one of our shows, we're going to turn the cameras on, the mics on, and uh, these different topics like veteran suicide, food insecurity, environmental catastrophe, right? Yeah, absolutely. People can get their voice out there. And it's these conversations that will um, help me as an individual to continue to grow. Um, and and by ha- having some of your views and not trusting everything I think, I think it gives me a better frame of reality. And yeah, absolutely. Um, we might actually be able to do some things that help people. Yeah, so absolutely. that's the Truth to Power podcast in a nutshell. Oh, and you might hear some profanity. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) All right. I got my man. It's your boy, Papa. And you got Curious G. And we are out with Insidious. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours Conferring with the flowers Consulting with the rain my head I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain I'd unravel every riddle for any in the middle in trouble or in pain with the thoughts you'd be thinking you could be another Lincoln if you only had a brain oh I could tell you why the oceans near the shore I could think of things I never thought before And then I'd sit and think some more I would not be just a nothing My head all full of stuffing My heart all full of pain 
I would dance and be merry, life would be a ding a dairy if I only had a brain. We, human beings, want the lie. No one wants honesty. Not really. We lie to ourselves constantly. LOL. Laugh out loud. Who is doing this? Seriously. We lie all the time. And on social media, it's exponential bullshit multiplied by fake news to the third power, carry the two. We want everyone to think how cool or clever we can be. Hey, did you see Bob's post, hon? He just listed himself as an urban outdoorsman. What the fuck does that mean? You know what I think? We need transparency captions. On social media. Urban outdoorsman. Translation. Homeless. Bob is homeless. Looks like he hasn't been between jobs for the last two years after all. You know what I say. When God closes a door, he opens a window. Of course, he might be begging us to jump. (laughs) Sure, God closed the door. But Rhonda changed the fucking locks. Fuck Bob. He is now relationship challenged. But really, we make our lives and our jobs more glamorous than they really are. What do you do, Bob? Me? I was a livestock elated outcome technician. (laughs) Wow. Gee, Bob, what does that mean? Well, it could mean many things, really. Let's say you want to breed a horse. Or make a buck mating a pit bull stud. I collect the spooge, you know, from the livestock. Lab doing studies on various forms of animal-sourced baby batter. I'm the guy stimulating their junk. What was it again? A livestock-elated outcome technician. Gee, why are you a technician? A technician? Well, because I got tricks. Well, yeah, for now I am between jobs. Well, there was a slowdown in the industry. And since I'm usually chronologically challenged, they laid me off first. Chronologically challenged. Translation, Bob was late. How did I get into that? Well, I was working as a domestic companion nourishment inspector. What did I do? Well, I tasted cat food. And some dog food, but, you know, cats was my specialty. They said I had the opportunity to move up in the domestic companion business. I told them I didn't mind getting my hands dirty. And for a couple bucks more, sure, I could pull it off. Then bada-boom, bada-bing. They gave me the details and said it would be steady work. Another thing that we all lie about on social media is traveling. Making the places we go sound like heaven on earth, even if they're not. Sure, I couldn't wait to go to the big city. I mean, wow. 
Detroit. Yes, we got lost, taking in the sights. And then we met Big Dog. (laughs) He was so expressive. He's an extrovert of permissible infringement. Social media captions? Translation? Criminal! (laughs) Big Dog was so free. Get this, he lives in a relinquished habitation for the chemically eclectic. An abandoned house for the narcotically liberated. Oh, he's so exciting, though. Big Dog introduced my wife to his friend, Charlie. Translation, amphetamines. Cocaine, baby. And now, she is working in amateur adult theater. Well, it's a little bit like porn. Just without all the cameras and bullshit editing. Really, it's quite organic. Hey, my scene is next. Gotta go. LOL. Yes, it's true. We lie about money. We lie about diets, workouts, how many people we fucked, and how we are always happy. And because we're fool enough to believe that no one is as full as shit as me, teen suicide has doubled among girls trying to keep up with well-framed friends on social media. Boys have only increased suicide by a third. I think it's because our whole existence has been a sham long before social media. You see, as boys, we have a built-in immunity to personality propaganda, which is why we can adjust so easily to strip clubs. I think we had a real connection. Bullshit. You know, people want to blame social media. But I think social media only expeditiously escalates neighborly excrement. Bullshit at 5G speed. Our language is full of favorable interpretations of deception. You know, Bob? Bob bought the farm. Hey, what fucking farm? You know he had a negative patient outcome. He's pushing up daisies. Bob is of late existence challenged. (laughs) What the fuck do you mean? Is he fucking dead or what? Hey, everything happens for a reason. Sure, sometimes the reason is stupidity. But you know what I say? Life doesn't give you more than you can handle. (laughs) But then again, Bob committed suicide. Maybe this time, life dropped the ball and gave Bob just a bit more than he could handle. I did try to help Bob. I told him, hey, winners never quit. If he had just stuck it out, he would have realized good things come to those that wait. Of course, he was waiting for a cure. He was in pain every day of his life. Hey, you know what I say. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Hey, what about the shit that kills you as it makes you weaker? And then makes you suffer. Like the AIDS that Bob caught from his wife Rhonda, who had been cheating on him for the last 10 years. With... By the way, some guy she met in Detroit named Big Dog. You know, love, it never means having to say you're sorry. 
which is why she never apologized for all that fucking VD. Hey, just think how much worse other people have it. Okay, but I'm really terrible at visualization. Could you please show me one of these pricks that's got it much worse than AIDS-infested Bob? After losing his job, jacking off pit bulls with spatial anxiety, poor, stupid, homeless Bob took his own life while continuing to create delusional content of some fantasy world of his own make-believe life projected onto social media for everyone he has ever known to like. Did you see on LinkedIn, Bob had just got a new job as a poop-shoot pole vaulting performer. What does that mean? You know, he was a smelly, freckle manhood artist. Translation, man-on-man porn star. Like it, smelly freckle. (laughs) LOL. Many euphemisms are void of critical thinking or even basic logic, which explains why so many euphemisms are faith-based. God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. What about when the United States detonated two nuclear weapons over the Japanese cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki on August 6th, 1945? Holy guacamole, did God misjudge that? I guess he felt confident that that particular quarter million people could handle it. Should have worked out, I guess. LOL. How about the saying, God has a plan for you. Well, there are an estimated 40 million people living as slaves worldwide, all part of a celestial plan. 152 million children are working forced labor around the world. This is God's mysterious divine plan. It's simple. Save money. Live better. LOL. Go on, baby. Lie to me. This has been Curious G and Pop Brown on the Truth to Power podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the show as we delved into Insidious, that insidious mind. Next week, we're going to be looking at this song from another angle entirely. Hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope you come back next week. Human mind, insidious, graveyard shift, hideous. I have no faith, no trust. In thoughts, knock off the rust. Hush, hush, is this for naught? Words connect, wreck, thought. Off the train, engine number nine, insane. Free my mind, enunciate, clear speak here. Bring the hate, release my fear. Elevate through this poetry. Clear my mind, let me not sleep in slave soul blind. Body keeps souls beneath. Devil's touch, bound the needs. I wanna punch that God spot frame set tight. Till darkness splits us from night. Soft tease with a subtle bite. That's the way my pleasures fight. That's the way my pleasures fight. Darker gift, insidious is the way we is. Love me, leave, connect the faith. 
Come on, slip off some other way As I am, I am legit Love me, leave me, just commit I'm clocked on that midnight type shit Insidious minds got her grip Love me, leave me, connect or fade Come on, slip off some other way As I am, but I am legit Love me, leave me, I'm good with it.